0: What's up, guys? It's the Racket Boys here. Myself, Naveen Namalapuri, joined by my co-host, Alec. What's going on, guys?
1: It's us, Alec Karagosian, Naveen Namalapuri. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Racket Boys. This year, it's going to be a little different. We're probably going to do some shorter, more action-packed episodes to fill your day. Uh, aren't we, Naveen? We're just going to be nice hey. and quick now. Yes, sir. We're
0: going to get it. We're going to. Last year, we did a couple longer episodes, which were fine. But we thought, you know what? Let's take a new spin, do some shorter episodes, and make them nice and fun,
1: dude. Facts. I know we sound so boring right now. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh, let's talk about some stuff that's going on the tennis world. I look, he haven't been following as much as I'd like to, but uh, how do you think? How do you think Rafa is right now? Because it's a little bit concerning.
0: It looks okay, but I think we gotta remind ourselves. I mean, he's. I think he's lost six out of his last seven matches. He looks okay. I mean, the guy's thirty six years old. Thirty six years old, and he he had he we had a couple of weeks off for off season, and like he's got so much to take care of. His wife is pregnant. He's got family issues. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and like he's a busy man.
1: Yeah, he is a busy man. I mean, kids take a lot of work, and it takes a lot of energy to raise them. I think I, you could probably ask my parents this. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you were a good kid, though, Naveen. You were probably chill. Uh, uh, I, I, I think we
0: both are good, great, great kids,
1: dude. That's so cap, bro. You know you're laughing through that. I can hear you laughing at that. But you know I was like the most difficult kid to raise, bro. Anyway, nah, nah, like, <laughs> nah, bro. Anyway, but like, what was I saying? now I feel like now it's a little bit concerning though, because normally we've seen Rafa struggle with injuries. We've seen him have tough seasons, but like I think now it, it just feels different. Like it almost feels like he's always supposed to win those long matches. Like when he was not playing well before, he usually would end up, you know, finding a way to win in a tight match. But now it just feels like I mean, these last two matches were both three setters, so he doesn't even have the endurance battle anymore. One and these are two relatively steady opponents, right? Naveen, like he got like Nori doesn't make many errors. Demonor obviously very quick, covers the whole court. So I think that's this is a big red flag for his season this year, particularly outside of the
0: clay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, usually the hard courts is tougher season. Going into these matches, it's going to be tough, especially with all these young guys fighting their, I wouldn't say prime, but their fifth gear, sixth gear. While he's yeah, no, been trying sure. to fi- hold on to that fifth and sixth gear.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think this is def- this is becoming like a, uh, well, fifth, sixth year, if you're like, who do you think is in their fifth and sixth year
0: right now? Like,
1: wouldn't definitely be rare,
0: Nori. Like- I think Nori definitely is reaching that sixth, fifth gear. I would put the demon in there as well. Because he's been trying. Okay. He's, he's working through it. And... Who else the
1: same age as them? I honestly don't know how old either of them are. I can't tell anybody's age by looking at them. It's just like one of those things I'm just terrible at. So I, I'm going to go look it up right now. He was born in 1999, <coughs> demon. So he's like 20, 23, 24.
0: Yeah. But so... I also think like just a couple. like Even Herbert Hart guys...
1: He's yeah, right Herkog is good. I like his style. I like how he's not afraid to actually move in. He uses his length very well. Uh, at least I should say height. Uh, you probably also have Fritz. How do you think? How do you feel about Fritz as an American?
0: Fritz, he, I think he's one of the strongest right now, uh, and especially we saw that ever since his performance against Nadal, a great run at Indian Wells, continued that run. I mean, it looks good for him as an American too.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I feel like he's definitely something to look forward to. For the first time, we actually have somebody we could lean on to win a ton of matches. A uh, U.S. player, which is... I can't believe we're actually saying that. Like Back in like the 90s, 80s, the entire... Even 70s, the entire door was just Americans just dominating. And now we're we're happy to have one top 10 player. So that just shows you how time passes. Uh, and these kinds of... I hope it's not a fluke. But you know what? Honestly, Naveen, you know what I think is a big-time fluke? I'm going to say it right now. This might be because I might be because I don't like him, but I think Holger Rune, Holger Rune I feel like he's not going to be that good as as people are saying. Like I just feel like he's not going to be that good because if you look at his run in Paris, you know he it's in it's indoors. He really relied. I feel like he really used the fact that it was much faster. He was able to play a much more his suited style of ball, and as such, you know most players really aren't as good indoors as they are outdoors and as we just seen his first match back he just lost to Nishioka who's a player I think he should beat even on a weaker surface so I don't know I, I feel like I'm not quite sold on him as many people are
0: just yet no that's understandable I mean he's a good player but we haven't seen him in like those tough situations so it's hard to say if he's gonna be he's gonna win a couple slams or not um But he's got time. I mean, the kid's only 19 years old, so we can't say much about him yet. We can assume, but, you know, who knows where he's going to go. That's true, yeah.
1: I mean, like, even a year ago, you must have said something about this on, like, a prior episode, but you probably predicted that Alcaraz is going to be good, but you probably couldn't have predicted the actual amount of dominance he'd be running through right now.
0: Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, no, you, you really don't. It's actually insane. Um, particularly because, like, I mean, you never know, like, with injuries, and yet, like, if this was Zverev, like, you could not have imagined that he would be fighting his way back into the tour, which was supposed to be his prime. So that's crazy, I think, honestly. You don't really realize how fragile these careers are, especially when you look at both Zverev and Dominic Team, and even to an extent, you know, Grigor Dimitrov. Obviously, that one's more more or less about weaker, weaker mentality, not as much about his style of play. Or at least these are at least his physical condition, but people can fall off much faster than you think. Uh, especially mm-hmm. especially now.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean it's early in the season, so yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look good, but they got a long season to get him. And it's, all, it's also true, the first yeah. tournament of the year. So
1: There's yeah, always no one really a plays their best in the first tournament. I mean, we've seen it with both Rafa and Rune.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but I was just I was just saying I kinda noted because I was kind of thinking, okay, like he had a great run, sure. And this might be because of the fact that even though I might be the biggest Nole critic, I'm actually one of his biggest fans, too, So as a player. Yeah. So it actually—that's mm-hmm. why I was impressed, maybe a little bit salty, that he actually managed to take down Nole in the, uh, towards the end of the tournament. So that might just be me being salty, but I honestly can't tell anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. What I really should be salty about, though, a little nervous, is that Zverev beat Djokovic. I know we're talking a little bit about him, but I still can't believe that actually happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's always had it in him to beat him. I don't know much about him in Slam Finals against Djokovic, but like, I always give him a shot in like these short tournaments because you have a better chance against these t- big three anytime you play those guys. Like the five setter, you got yeah. it's hard to beat him, but two out of three sets, you're a good player, you can hang with them, and you got nothing to lose.
1: Well, he's probably up there in terms of guys, like at least a few years ago, that I'd say we would probably have the greatest chance of beating Djokovic, it would be probably him. And a few years ago, Titipas had his number, but that's clearly no longer the case anymore. But he was probably the guy I feel like could beat him most consistently outside of Rafa and Roger at least a few, many years back. So I think that, you know, he, he does still got it. I agree with you there. I feel like he's got, you know, obviously he's not perfect. I mean, you've seen how... I believe Fritz beat him recently and just kind of outworked him. It wasn't even like the match was closed. Fritz just kind of overpowered him from the beginning. So I think, I don't know. I mean, it was his ankle, right, that got hurt against Rafa?
0: His, uh, yeah, he had a pretty bad injury. I'm uh, pretty sure his ankle when he twisted it on the clay during the semifinals. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I remember it was gruesome. I didn't remember which body part it was, though, so I, it's, yeah. I, I still can't believe that actually happened because that was <clears> going to be an all-time great match if we can go a little flashback. Like, I honestly thought if that match had probably been able to go to its full extent, it would have been probably the best match of the year, slam or not.
0: Definitely. It looked good going into the first, and I think it ended around the second set, so...
1: Yeah, but. and that was such a loss for everyone there because, I mean, that match was truly incredible. Like, I mean, I... I like to always look for the greatest match of the year, even when it's at the very beginning like it is now. But at that time, I truly did felt that I was seeing something crazy, like it was going to be an all-time historic match. And we just kind of got robbed, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully he gets better. Uh, he's had a little bit of an embattled reputation, but I hopefully he can rebound from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Let's look on the good side of the new year. ATK, we don't have the ATP Cup anymore. We have the United Cup. What are your thoughts on that, Al?
1: I feel like the United Cup is an interesting idea. I think it's a great concept to have, you know, the male side of tennis and the, and the female side of tennis playing together. I feel like that's kind of an opportunity for overlap that we've missed over the last few years. And I definitely think that having, having as many male and female tennis players together, it not only encourages national camaraderie, but it also encourages, you know, actually taking time to watch the other tour. Like, I actually don't see as many... WTA players at ATP matches. Um, Naveen, if you want to agree with, disagree with me here, but I don't think I've seen too many, too much overlap.
0: Yeah, I WTA. I mean, I, even like ATP has so, I think, a bunch more tournaments, like just regular season uh, besides the slams than WTA. And usually like the WTA tournaments, you only see if they're like a master's tournament. Well, I mean, it's good that it's good to combine both of them and just to see make tennis more of a group sport than an individual sport.
1: Yeah, I feel you. No, I think it's definitely been, I mean, obviously not going to get sold out stands in the very first year. Like the ATP Cup was an unusual success. But I think that this is definitely a good idea. So I want to see where this goes in the next few years if they keep doing it. And hopefully this can expand. Definitely. Well, I think this feels weird to say, but I think we've run out of stuff to talk about. Um, I, I'm so used to this running and running and talking and talking. Uh, and I feel like we're both used to it at this point. Uh, but Naveen, any anything funny you want to tell me about? Anything funny you want to tell me right now?
0: Funny, I don't. get funny. Much of funny, but um, uh, let me think. We could, I mean, we could just talk about injuries and sports injuries because I know we were talking about the Zverev incident that happened, and then like recently, I mean, I want to just send my prayers to the Bills, uh, c- cornerback. Uh, I forget what. Yes, Damar uh, Hamlin. I think DeMar we definitely.
1: I think this is the perfect note to end on with Demar Hamlin. Please, anyone who's listening, send your prayers to Demar Hamlin. He is a phenomenal human being, and and honestly, he doesn't deserve what's happened to him. I really hope everything works out with him. I hope he's okay. I hope there's no long standing consequences or long standing uh, rep- repercussions. I don't know if repercussions is the right word, but more like symptoms and lingering issues that he has. So. If you have a chance to donate to his charity, um, I don't think we generate enough revenue to uh, make any kind of impact through our through our podcast, but I think that just donating to it is, is definitely one of the main things you can do uh, to show your support, uh, and I'm probably going to donate later today, so yep, um, definitely, yeah. So I think that yeah. with that note, Naveen, you feel like we can call it a day?
0: For Sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That means this is a good start to the new year.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Wreck it, boys.
0: Out. See ya.